welcome back to... Oh, you've got to remember about that. Welcome back. We are back with the College Gridiron Showcase watch list show presented by the NUC NFL Draft Bible, show number 11 here on this September 15th, 2016. Uh, again, a lot of a lot to get to. Uh, again, we have expanded the CGS watch list from being at 400 prospects, now over 600 prospects uh, being on the watch list. As always, I am your host, Chris Shanafel. A quick reminder that the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium kicks off on January 7th and goes on through January 11th in Bedford, Texas. For more information and to view the watch list of now over 600 prospects, visit cgsallstar.com. And uh, for updates on the College Gridiron Showcase and for the best NFL draft coverage, stay locked on to nfldraftbible.com. You can go to nucgold.com to subscribe. Use the promo code DRAFT2016 for a 30-day free trial if you want to know what you're going to get yourself into. Or if you are about that life, use the promo code FOOTBALL2016 for 50% off for life. Uh, those are a couple of great deals you do not want to miss out on. So, again, football 2016, 50% off for life, or draft 2016 for a 30-day free trial. So, again, log on to NFLDraftBible.com for updates on the College Gridiron Showcase, NFL Draft, and more. Uh, be sure to follow on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible and at CGS All-Star. And if you have any questions regarding the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, contact the co-founders of the game, Craig Red. Jose Jefferson, uh, and with that said, we welcome onto the Defiance Fuel Hotline. Uh, he is Craig Red, as you guys know, one of the co-founders of the CGS College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And Craig, um, before I get Rick and Joe on the program, we're going to be focusing on the quarterbacks today. I got to ask you, which quarterback from last year's event um, kind of stood out to you the most, or, or uh, opened up your eyes uh, and kind of uh, you know separated themselves from others? I thought Kyle Washington did a great job. Um, I'm surprised he's not in the camp somewhere right now. You know, the, the D2, D2 star, I'm, I'm really surprised he's not in a camp somewhere. Uh, but we had, a, we had a, a lot of guys who really did a great job. Um, we have uh, Alex, who's with, I think he's still with the Falcons as, as a practice roster guy. So uh, we, I think our quarterbacks – all did a, a nice job in, in the format that we have really allows them to uh, to showcase what they can do. They probably get more reps in the format that we have now than they do um, in, in playing in a, a traditional, you know, all-star game where, you know, they might get a series or two with us. They get 10 minutes uh, running time to, to really showcase what they can do. So, uh, I look forward to the to the guys that we're scouting this year uh, with quarterbacks as well. I, I think there's a lot of really interesting prospects out there, and I'm I'm very interested to see how they perform throughout the throughout the year. Absolutely, and we also have Jose Jefferson on the on the line as well. Jose, great to hear from you. I'll kind of echo the same question to you. I mean, which quarterback, in your opinion? Uh, separate themselves from the rest of the group from last year's event. And I'll also, I'll also talk to you another question, and that is why do you think teams are kind of steering away from developing these young quarterbacks? It seems as if they, they want to, uh, you know, get veterans that, that have some experience under them belt, their belt, and we're kind of seeing teams shy away from, uh, you know, kind of 
taking these quarterbacks, having them sit for a year or two, and uh, learn, learn from a veteran. I mean, we, we've seen Kevin Hogan, uh, the former Stanford quarterback, drafted by the Chiefs. He was recent, re- recently released. Uh, Aaron Murray just got cut from the uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, um, Arizona Cardinals roster uh, practice squad. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, I, I just think a lot of it is it's um, it's a what have you done for me lately league. Um, a lot of it is developing um, pro system quarterbacks, and and a lot of the spread offenses in college nowadays don't really tend to that. Um, I, I think people make exceptions to it. I mean, perfect example is um, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff is strict shotgun offense, um, easy reads, and this is a guy that's in street clothes to where Carson Wentz ran a uh, a power offense, pro-style offense with a tight end. That was exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles run, and he wins his opening debut and, and going away. And, and they, you know, he's a, common, he's a natural fit for that. Um, you know, getting to your first question, with last year I thought um, Alex Ross did very well. I thought uh, Liam Nodler did very well in the format that we gave. Um, Dalen Williams I thought was probably one of the better quarterbacks that we had in terms of, of running the the system that we put in place, which was a pro-style system. But um, honestly, with the quarterback position being the way that it is now, um, running back position being decreased, um, the receiver position being kind of um, not not having to be the, the the big monsters that played when I was playing, you know, it, you got to have a guy that ha- can run that pro system. So I, I really think the patience level is down um, with some of these teams, especially on the later round draft picks. Absolutely. I mean, in a matter of a week, Carson Wentz went from being the third string quarterback in Philadelphia to the starter. I, I got to think we're going to be seeing Jared Goff here very soon, especially with the Rams performance on Monday night against the 49ers. Um, Craig, is there a quarterback on this watch list, whether they've been there since the first release or, or maybe they were just added last week in the expansion? Is there a quarterback that you're excited to see how their senior year pans out? There's there's a few guys and, and Jose and I have you know talked about a, a bunch of kids here but uh, there's there's a few guys who I'm, I'm very excited to see that might not be the traditional mainstream type of uh, quarterbacks but you know Cooper Rush what he did last week was was just unreal um, going in there and, and, and beating Oklahoma State uh, I'm very interested to see how uh, Dylan Bushel from Duquesne you know, how he performs this, this year. He, he's a, I think maybe a sleeper prospect from, from a smaller school. And, you know, a guy that I came away very impressed with after seeing this past week, Dakota Prukup. Uh, wow. I mean, just, just put a, put a great performance on. So I, I think there, there are a few guys who really can, can do some nice things. And, and even Nick Mullins um, at, at Southern Miss, I think he's a, a, a another prospect who, you know, I, I is about to break a lot of Brett Favre's records there at Southern Miss. So I'm very excited about some of these younger guys who might be lesser known names right now. But I think come draft day, I, I think everyone's going to start knowing who some of you guys are. Without a doubt, and you know what I mean, uh, Dylan, be cool. Uh, one of the top quarterbacks in all the FCS, probably the top quarterback in the NEC. Uh, a good talent that Rick uh, harped on a lot last week. And uh, before I let you guys go, uh, Jose, how, how about you? Any any quarterback on this watch list that you're uh, going to be keeping an eye out throughout the rest of the season? 
You know, I'm 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 basically going to look at the state of Texas, and me and Craig had talked about that. I thought um, Greg Ward, Trevor Knight, and Swoops in Texas um, all did great jobs. And, and you know, obviously with our event being in Texas, if we can have guys that are in the state that are on the watch list um, that are going to continue to win games and, and up their their stock, um, I, I think it's outstanding. I mean. There's some dark horse guys. I mean, honestly, I still think it's early in, until you get into um, conference play. Um, a lot of these games are throwaway games. You don't even see, um, you know, uh, full full games from a lot of these guys uh, just simply because of the level of competition. But I think this week will start to open up some some different names as well too. Hey, the the best is yet to come. There's no the best is yet to come. There's no doubt about that. Some of the best college football, some of the best football all around is played in the state of Texas. So uh, a lot to look forward to, without a doubt. Uh, Jose, Craig, really appreciate appreciate you guys hopping on. Any any final words before we let you guys go? No, go CGS. Yeah, I, I think uh, come next week we'll have a couple more major announcements uh, for you guys with with some some new sponsors and just some updates on, on what we have going. So, you know, you guys keep doing the great job you're doing. In, in the words of your fearless leader, Rick, can't stop, won't stop, and we're just <laughs> keeping it rolling. You got that right. You got that right. Well, thanks again. Once again, that was Craig Red, Jose Jefferson, the co-founders of the CGS, the uh, 2017 College Gridiron Showcase, will be going on through January 11th through uh, January 7th through the 11th in Bedford, Texas. Again, uh, they were joining me on the Defiance Fuel Hotline, and now joining the show on the Defiance Fuel Hotline is Rick Saratella, Joe Everett from NFL Draft Bible. We're going to dive into the quarterbacks today that are on the 2017 CGS watch list. Again, last week we've added uh, over 200 names to the watch list. It can be viewed at cgsallstar.com. Uh, and we now welcome onto the show again Rick Saratella, Joe Everett, NFLDraftBible.com. Um, Rick, I'll start off with you first. I mean, who who are a couple of quarterbacks uh, on this watch list that has impressed you uh, the most during the first two weeks of the season? Hey, thanks for having me on, Chris. But before we get to that, you know, following up on what Jose was saying about the Texas quarterbacks, we had an opportunity to speak to SMU quarterback Matt Jones at the uh, AAC Media Day. Uh, the Mustangs expecting big things, and a guy that we were really rooting for here, um, long journey from, from Texas A&M to uh, Tyler uh, Juco Community College, and then getting another shot with SMU. Unfortunately, he suffered a torn ACL. His season is over, and you know whether or not he continues to keep playing, we shall see. Uh, but unfortunately for him, we give him a shout-out because um, he was definitely an engaging uh, young man and uh, team leader of that SMU football team. But getting back to your question, Chris, I'm really um, excited to see the quarterbacks that are already skyrocketing up boards. And I think Craig mentioned them already, Cooper Rush, what this kid has done already. Uh, he's had his signature moment, you know. So uh, that game against Oklahoma State, 350-plus passing yards, that's going to be dissected. Maybe that's his Trevor Simeon moment. But, you know, he's the current FBS leader in career passing yardage, and he's a four-year starter, and he has a lot of experience. So I think this guy, really, with that victory 
You know, the way that the Senior Bowl and East-West Shrine game have gone, they carried 10 quarterbacks each last year. I don't know if Cooper Rush has a chance of falling to us in the College Gridiron Showcase, but I'm loving what he's doing. And then Mitch Leiter from Minnesota, a lot of preseason hype here. I think he's more of a day three type of prospect, but you're seeing him justifying the NFL scouts going to that Minnesota campus. Week one, he beats Oregon State with his legs, showing off that mobility and agility, 76 yards rushing, two touchdowns on the ground. Then he comes back this week, plays a very uh, efficient game against Indiana State, 300 yards passing, 20 of 33, 295, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. So Cooper Rush, Mitch Leiter, two quarterbacks here coming out of the gates early. Yeah, I mean uh, they're they're making a re- they're they're showing there's a reason why they are uh, on the CGS watch list and uh, obviously showing interest uh, from NFL teams uh, all around the country. A guy I really like and he's gotten off to a nice start. Dakota Prukop. I mean. Uh, Craig Red mentioned him uh, earlier, uh, Montana State transfer, now at the University of Oregon, uh, completed about 70% of his passes in the first two weeks, averaging 300 yards passing and 300, uh, three touchdowns uh, per game. Uh, re- re- remember last year, of course, uh, Oregon snatched up a, a FCS quarterback, uh, Vernon Adams from Eastern Washington. And uh, although uh, things started off a little bumpy for Adams, he eventually was able to put it all together and uh, was a real good uh, deep threat quarterback for the Ducks. I've, I've been on record already. I, I truly believe that a true cop, and what we've seen from him in these first two games kind of show it. I mean, I think Prukop is going to have a lot of success in this Oregon Ducks offense, more success than Vernon Adams had a year ago, in my opinion. I mean, these first two opponents, UC Davis and Virginia, I mean, they're not going to scare anybody. Uh, you know, he probably should have performed the way he did, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how he fares against Nebraska this weekend uh, before the Pac-12 play starts up. So um, Dakota Prukop, a pretty impressive start uh, in his Oregon Ducks uh, career, a guy to certainly look out for. And Joe, I'll go to you. Um, Is there a quarterback that maybe you weren't too high on, but, uh, you know, these first two weeks of the season may have changed your opinion? Well, I love the the names you guys mentioned. Uh, Definitely turning around to Mitch Leidner. That guy's a legit dual threat. But I think Trevor Knight is just a guy that keeps proving it to me. I remember right the first edition of the CGS, he's in the 20s. Uh, this edition, he's 11, you know, uh, very high teens maybe. I think his next edition, he's going to be in the top 10. Um, say what you want about his ultimate pro potential. He's exactly what Texas A&M needs. He's so mobile. He's a true leader. Uh, that's why he's a captain. And it looks to me he's added some good weight, uh, about 8, 10 pounds of just muscle to take the beating he's about to get. A uh, real tough matchup coming up against Auburn. But just running the show well. And it, it's kind of like he looks like Manziel, which is funny because, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, I think they had a matchup against the Aggies, and he was running scout team uh, quarterback at the time, mimicking Manziel. And it's just so funny, like kind of the natural traits they, they both seem to have, uh, just able to uh, freestyle and just kind of improvise on the moment. And it's not like the knight has a cannon, but he doesn't need one. He's running. Uh, he's got the keys to a Ferrari with all those wide receivers. I mean, an embarrassment of riches. We're going to see Texas A&M wideouts drafted for the next couple of years, real high. But uh, Knight's a guy that just 
like I say, he just keeps going out there and, and keeps proving it to me. So, uh, yeah, I've been very impressed with the start of his season. Like I said, big game coming up. And then uh, I think Jose mentioned Nick Mullins. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just good. doesn't matter that Mike Thomas is gone or in Casey Martin is also gone, his top two receivers. He's still getting the job done. That, that Southern Miss defense is hell on wheels too. That certainly helps. But, yeah, Nick Mullins uh, – good start to the year and uh, eyes glued on him uh like you said uh, somebody said he's going to break all Brett Favre's records uh that's yeah that's going to happen oh yeah without a doubt Trevor Knight Texas A&M Nick Mullins Southern Miss uh, a couple more guys that are off to a hot start to their uh, senior season and Rick I'll, I'll go back to you asking a similar question but which which quarterback or two has added uh you know, which quarterback or two has backed up their play with their nomination? I mean, again, early in the season, but, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big playmakers early on. Well, I love the names being tossed around here. And, uh, you know, Trevor Knight, just a gutsy performer, not always the prettiest, but really just gets the job done. And uh, not to sidetrack too much, Chris, but it's, it's ironic you brought up Dakota Prukop because I, I, I remember you – saying that Lorenzo Jerome had picked him off twice in the opening week of the season. And wouldn't you know it, St. Francis is in my backyard this very weekend up at Columbia. We'll be on location specifically to scout Lorenzo Jerome. I checked with some of my NFL contacts. This guy is a bonafide NFL prospect. So I just want to throw that out there to our listeners to keep tuned and stay locked in our live stream coverage we're going to be on location, Columbia, uh, for St. Francis and the NEC. So uh, you, you talked about Dylan B. Cool uh, uh, in the NEC, Lorenzo Jerome. Uh, this conference is going to be on the rise in years to come, especially as they continue to increase their scholarships and schedule some of these, um, you know, FBS uh, programs on their schedule. But uh, one guy – that's backing up his with a, a, a recent add-on when we expanded the Cos Gridiron Showcase list, which can be found in its entirety on CGSAllStar.com. But you know, we had a quarterback go on to the NFL that that was you know from North Dakota. I'm going to go to South Dakota over to Sykes Falls. Luke Pathy Lion, all right, uh, six foot five, 230 pounds. Uh, okay. Yeah, listen, dual threat guy, 331 passing yards, 240 rushing yards. This guy's accounted for 10 touchdowns already. Um, however, the one red flag I do have, five interceptions through the first two games, a little bit of a red flag. We're going to do more homework on this guy. But we're looking at a uh, Dan Lefevre type of prospect here in Luke Papillion. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, playing in the Division Two level, and this is the guy that came out last year, uh, Jason Vanderlaan from Ferris State. I know you were able to speak with him, Rick. Um, that That is the guy that reminds me of uh, Jason Vanderlaan, uh, uh, Papillon, that is, uh, from Sioux Falls. Yeah, like you said, a, a big-time uh, weapon, uh, both through the air, knows how to make plays on his feet as well, and is a pretty, pretty big human being for uh, playing the quarterback position as well. Um, so, so yeah, that's definitely a name to keep keep an eye on. And, and uh, Joe, what, what about you? Which add-on quarterback to the CGS watch list, um, again, has been backing up their play? Which, which add-on has been uh, making plays throughout the first two weeks of the season? Probably Skyler Howard. I don't like the kid. 
I, I just have always despised. Maybe it's my West Virginia despite, but you know he keeps coming back. He's running Holgerson's system. I don't know that he'll be an NFL player, but maybe a professional player at some level. Uh, I, I, uh, I just want to say begrudgingly added him to the list there, but you know what? He, he's he's throwing for a lot of yards, and this is now year two or two and a half of starting, so tough to hold it against him. And then also a guy that's just been moving up. I think he was a add-on in the first edition. I'm not sure, but just shout-out to Davis Webb. I know California is just losing because they are tackling optional on defense. But, man, this kid is thrown for some stats. And I think we just have to mention his last game against one of the best secondaries in college football, San Diego State. That thing's littered with seniors and juniors and NFL players for the Aztecs. And he threw five touchdowns against them. Uh, Davis Webb moving up in the world. All right, and quickly I'll just throw in, um, Rick, you've seen this guy uh, week one against uh, Navy, and it was a rough go for him and his team. Uh, Kevin Anderson of Fordham, uh, they bounced back in a big week two victory, scoring 83 points uh, against Elizabeth uh, City State. Um, and uh, Kevin Anderson went on to throw for uh, four touchdowns, 225 yards. It kind of seemed like uh, the, the Fordham offense, although it was against a weaker opponent, uh, they were back on track. They had uh, three uh, running backs with over 100 yards, but uh, it was a pretty nice day uh, for Kevin Anderson, the, the Marshall transfer now uh, playing at Fordham. Um, and then uh, next up, uh, one or two quarterbacks, Rick, uh, who are flying under the national radar. I mean, you mentioned the Sioux Falls quarterback, a dual-threat guy that, that reminds me of Jason Vanderlaan, the, the former Harlan Hill, two-time Harlan Hill uh, trophy winner. Um, which is a pretty nice comparison. Um, which uh, which quarterback or two is really flying under the national radar? Who needs more attention that, that just isn't get, getting it right now? Well, first of all, why not give Fordham some more love while we're at it? You know, Kevin Anderson definitely drawing the attention of the Cod's Gridiron Showcase. One of the co-founders, our very own Craig Red, on location last week, to scout that game that you were talking about. So uh, he's definitely getting the looks from Cod's Gridiron Showcase and a uh, serious candidate. And I think it's time to start uh, going up to Jose's neck of the woods. Uh, it's time to take a, a, a closer look at Bart Houston from Wisconsin, I think. Uh, this guy's waited patiently for his opportunity. Uh, six foot three and a half, 250 pounds. Um, was able to defeat LSU week one despite throwing two interceptions. I thought that was a very impressive win. And then, you know, uh, this past week just came out guns blazing against Terry Bowden and, and the Akron Zips. So, you know, while it's too early to um, say that he's a draftable guy, I think he's caught the NFL's attention in a short period of time. Obviously not a big body of work to go off of, but let's see what he does from here. Is he going to build on that? How does he play inside the Big Ten uh, against the stronger conference opponents? So uh, you talk about size and arm, big win under, under his belt early on. I think uh, Bart Houston is a guy that uh, is definitely one to, to, to consider worth watching here. Yeah, and of course, we know Wisconsin was able to squeak out that victory at Lambeau Field week one against LSU, uh, had a big game against the Akron, and now they got, uh, they got Georgia State this week before uh, starting their 10 uh, stretch of opponents. 
Um, Joe, what about you? I mean, which which quarterback uh, is just flying under the national radar that you'd like to give props to? Uh, the guy we've had kind of highly ranked, uh, Sifo Liufau, the Colorado quarterback, who's battled back from a Liz Frank injury to play this year, missed a lot of camp, and I think all the spring, they didn't even know if he'd be the starter. So uh, what he's come back, uh, three touchdowns passing, 120 on the ground, uh, one touchdown rushing, leading them to victories, and this is another t- Colorado team. Very senior and junior laden, so uh, they're looking to a guy like that for leadership, and he's uh, definitely provided it. And then one more guy, he's not on the list, but it deserves to be said. LSU's Danny Etling, formerly a third stringer at Purdue. Hey, Darren Hazel, maybe you shouldn't have got rid of him. And, you know, you go with David Blau, who threw five interceptions against Cincinnati. I I digress. Uh, Danny Etling got in there last week and just basically handled business and has been named the starter for the Bayou Bengals. Should Les Miles keep his job? That's another topic. Should Danny Etling be added to the CGS watch list? I'm thinking so. Uh, There's a player nomination. Sorry to go off script, guys, but what an impressive game by Etling last week. Hey, gotta love it, gotta love it. Player nominations live on the air. Uh, one player that, uh, you know, he's a big-time player that, that I uh, liked what I've seen out of him last week after a really shaky start uh, start to the season against Appalachian State, and that's Josh Dobbs from Tennessee. I mean, all the lights were on him in uh, the Vols uh, this past weekend at uh, the Bristol Motor Speedway, a game that uh, had almost 150, 157,000 fans in attendance. And, uh, you know, it, it was nice to see Dobbs kind of uh, getting back to his old self, a guy that, you know, many people expected big things out of this season. Um, and he didn't really – wasn't really asked to make many plays through the air, although he did throw for three touchdowns. But he really burned uh, the Hokies' defense uh, with his feet, running for 105 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, I hope to see more out of him as the season continues. But, uh, you know, again, a, a guy that, you know, his whole team, including himself, off to a shaky start uh, in, in a very close victory against Appalachian State, and they were able to kind of pull it together uh, second week against the Virginia Tech. So uh, that that was nice to see. Again, those are a couple guys that uh, we feel are flying under the national radar. Um, and uh, moving on, and as we begin to close the show, Rick, we're, uh, you're, you're, you mentioned earlier that you're going to be uh, checking out uh, St. Francis, uh, the Red Flash will be uh, at Columbia. Um, give, give us a, a couple of uh, notes that, that you're going to be looking forward to uh, keeping an eye on uh, as you head into this game. Is there any quarterback uh, in this game that uh, you're going to be keeping uh, keeping a close eye on? Well, you know, I don't know if we're scouting quarterbacks in this game particularly, but, you know, you mentioned Lorenzo Jerome. We'll also be doing some cool behind-the-scenes stuff with Fairly Dickinson on Friday. Uh, just a quick Facebook live plug right there. And, uh, you know, real quick, you mentioned Josh Dobbs, if he's listening to the show, I would like to see him learn how to take better care of himself when running with the football, because he's been taking some, some really brutal hits so far early on. I want to see him get through the season and make it to the NFL. So if he's listening, uh, you know, watch some film with Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, learn how to, uh, Maybe maybe watch some film of RG3 and learn how not to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, definitely something that's good. good point, Chris. I mean, that is going to be fresh in scouts' heads and, and GMs and talent evaluators when you, when you have a quarterback like that. And, um, you know, you mentioned 
Uh, Kevin Anderson, we'd had a chance to scout so far. Philip Walker, I got to see two games last year and two games this year, so I have a pretty good read on him from Temple, another one of those quarterbacks that got off to a rocky start but bounced back last week. Coming up, though, you know, we're going to be on location and, uh, every weekend in college football, so some guys uh, that we'll be scouting, you can get the scouting reports on NFLDraftBible.com that will be on location checking out. Greg Ward Jr., who we spoke with at the AAC Media Day, September 24th will be on location at Texas State uh, to get a glimpse at him. C.J. Beathard from Iowa is also going to be in New Jersey playing Rutgers that same day. And uh, between Craig Red and myself, one of us plans to get down to uh, Piscataway for that one. And then uh, early on in October, looking forward to this one, trying to make it up to Boston College to watch Patrick Cowles the Kentucky transfer, take on Clemson. Obviously, a boatload of prospects to keep an eye on in that game, Chris. Absolutely. And quickly, before we wrap it up, this weekend, really looking forward to it. Eastern Illinois at Illinois State. Both are coming off of big FBS victories. Um, a couple quarterbacks in this game, Jake Colby, only a sophomore. Um, and although he threw two interceptions against Northwestern, he really outperformed uh, Northwestern's quarterback, uh, Clayton Thorson, uh, threw for uh, uh, 287 yards, completed 30 of 41 passes, and brings something to the quarterback position that the Redbirds haven't had uh, in Trey Roberson last year. And, and that's just a, a true pro-style pocket-passing quarterback, and it's uh, really nice to see that back in normal Illinois. I think he'll, uh, by the end of the season, be in the conversation of you know some, uh, the, the top quarterback in the FCS. Maybe not number one, but he'll certainly be in the conversation. Then as for Eastern Illinois, uh, it may be, it's a name that you guys haven't heard of in quite a while probably, but uh, that's uh, Syracuse transfer Mitch Kimball now playing for the Panthers, and uh, although they haven't officially named him the starting quarterback, he's taking majority of the snaps at the position, and uh, he, he's a guy that can play, uh, make plays both on his feet and through the air, threw for three touchdowns in a late fourth quarter uh, comeback victory over Miami of Ohio last week. So we'll see if he can keep up the high level of play. Um, would like to see him get off to a better start, kind of a slow start to the first two games of the season, but uh, uh, he was able to close it in, in a big fashion. So uh, going to be looking forward to seeing this uh, these two quarterbacks and other players um, in the 105th all-time meeting versus Illinois State in the Mid-America uh, Classic. And uh, with that said, you guys, that'll do it for today's show. The uh, 2017 College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Show presented by the NFL Draft Bible. Again, College Gridiron Showcase uh, will take place January 7th through the 11th in Bedford, Texas. To nominate a player for the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, visit the website cgsallstar.com. Follow on Twitter at CGS All Star. Again, be sure to uh, also check out NFLDraftBible.com. Follow at NFLDraftBible. And of course, use the promo code DRAFT2016 for a 30 day free trial and football 2016 for a 50% for life deal. Um, Joe, Rick, any final words before we close off the show? A little fact only two active quarterbacks. In college football, have beat Nick Saban. One is Trevor Knight, who we have spoken about in this episode. The other is senior Chad Kelly this week versus Alabama. Can he do the double take? We'll see. And now. Uh, you know, for me, Chris, you know, I'd I just like to uh, give a shout-out to all the sponsors, Defiance Fuel, uh, Easy Edge, 
we have um, MyFantasyLeague.com, your home for all your fantasy football web hosting solutions, and a new clothing sponsor that will be debuting here on all of our uh, video live streams, Tridonis, T-R-I-D-O-N-I-S. Very new sponsor here at the NFL Draft Bible, um, affordable youth athletic wear. I, I uh, got a little sneak peek. It's a brand-new clothing line, very comfortable, very affordable. For those of you who have kids and play sports, I think you're going to love this line of clothing, and the NFL Draft Bible will be bringing that to you. So shout-out to all the sponsorships. If you want to get on board with the sponsorship, we're going to be doing the College Gridiron Showcase Roadshow, live stream coverage, behind-the-scenes footage, uh, four months away, fellas. So there's plenty of opportunities, not only for players, but for companies to associate themselves with players who move on to the NFL. So that about does it on my end. I appreciate you guys. This was a kick-ass show. All right, there you have it. Again, shout-out to the sponsors. Shout-out to Craig Red. Shout-out to Jose Jefferson, the, the co-founders for the game, for, uh, of course, joining the show. And, of course, shout-out to you guys, Rick Saratella, Joe Everett. I was your host, Chris Schanfeld, for NFL Draft Bible. We're logging off. Thanks for tuning in.